Hi, I'm Liam Garrity, and welcome to Inside Intercom. On this week's show, we're talking to Intercom's first Chief Revenue Officer, Leandra Fishman. Leandra leads the sales, success and support teams to foster deeper relationships with customers as we continue our upmarket trajectory here at Intercom. Leandra came to Intercom with more than 20 years of experience leading large teams and driving growth across all customer segments. Today, we chat about how customer support is a critical value driver, not a cost center. Leandra touches upon everything from why the power of customer experience has an impact on revenue to why metrics are so important for support teams to prove to stakeholders how they're influencing the company's bottom line. It's a really interesting chat that we hope you'll enjoy. Okay, let's head over to the studio to chat with Leandra. Leandra, welcome to the Inside Intercom podcast. We're so excited to have you on to talk about how support is a critical value driver for any business. But before we delve into that, I was wondering, could you give us a little bit of background on your role here at Intercom? Absolutely. Well, first of all, Liam, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I am so lucky to have the opportunity to manage both sales and support, um, as I believe the best customer experience is truly had when we focus on that entire customer journey, every step of the way. So maybe I'm a little bit biased. I don't know, but I think that uh, (laughs) sales is more fun when you get to tie in the satisfaction of a great support experience too. And actually, even just to to talk a little bit more uh, uh, about your background, we always kind of ask people just kind of what they were doing leading up to this point. So I I wonder if you might even go back a bit further before you even arrived at Intercom, kind of what your uh, career path looked like. Yeah, I have actually been in sales, oh my gosh, forever. Uh, 30 years in sales, uh, 20 years experience leading large teams and driving growth across all customer segments, all deal sizes. Most recently, previously, I was SVP of sales and success for SendGrid, email infrastructure. Uh, And we led the team through a successful IPO, which was really exciting. We doubled our market cap in our first year of a public company. And then we went through a Twilio acquisition. (laughs) So second adventure that was really fun. And within Twilio, went to manage the VP of commercial sales team. That's really their high growth segment. Um, focused on growth and expansion there. So always had a passion of solving customer problems, building and scaling teams, and excited to be now here at Intercom doing the same. Great. And so it's interesting that the customer support team kind of reports to you alongside sales. And like, as you know, a lot of companies still have this outdated view that customer support is a call center, not a value driver. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering, do you believe customer support has a strong influence on revenue? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Liam, you know, it's one thing to get the customers, <laughs> but it's another thing to keep them. So if let's see, let's do a good visual. If you could visualize like a bucket and it has holes all over it, it's leaking, mm-hmm. right? No matter how much water you put in the top, you're never going to keep that bucket full. And uh, I think duct tape is very useful in a lot of ways, but I don't think it's waterproof. <laughs> so um, we've got to keep that bucket healthy and happy customers not only grow and expand, but they actually become advocates and evangelists for our product product through other parts of the organization or they leave and go to another company and they want to use Intercom again. So, I mean, really, I think it's so important um, to make sure that we're viewing customer support as as that key value driver. Because Liam, I'm sure you've had maybe in your life, maybe some not great customer experiences (laughs) from your perspective. Let me ask you this. 
if you were to think about like a company brand experience that you had when you encountered a problem or you had a question, mm-hmm. can you think about, not without naming any names, but can you remember one okay. that really made you want to continue to use the company's product or service? And then maybe one that's, you were like, I'm never buying from them again. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, well, th- there was one that actually was just last week that made me want to continue using a products company. Um, it was actually a book publisher um, mm. in the UK. And I pre-ordered a book. And when it came to the release date, there was no sign of this book. And in the first week of its release, I got an email from them explaining that they'd heard of their parcels to Ireland not arriving on time. So ah. they actually included a PDF of the book so I could read it the same time as everyone else in that email. And then two days after that, they determined themselves that the books were lost and it was, you know, they weren't, yeah, that they weren't going to arrive at all. And they just refunded me. And then they let me know what bookshops in my area uh, here in Dublin that had it in stock. And it, it was kind of amazing to me because like these were all kind of like, you know, bad things to happen, but they anticipated every single one of them before I even noticed or had a chance to complain about them. And it was just a really great experience. And it made me, you know, it, it took something that was could have been quite bad, you know, a, a bad experience into a great experience. And so it made me just basically want to go and, and buy a whole load of more books from their uh, from their website. Completely. That is the power of support. <laughs> and you can see, like you said, it's tied to bottom line revenue. If if they didn't have that experience, you might think, oh, I'm not going to use them again. You know, they're, they don't have good service. They can't get me my book, you know, but they went above yeah. and beyond. And now as you as that happy customer, not only are you delighted, you're probably going to tell your friends, right? So yeah. the power of just, you know, communication of, of that experience, but then also, you know, they have you as a customer long time. Yeah, I, I think I even tweeted about it. Like, I was so happy about it, you know? Um, Isn't that I, interesting? Like when we're delighted, it actually sometimes surprises us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. And I suppose then, like on the flip side of that, a service, this was this one was a couple of years ago, but a, a service that kind of made me never want to buy anything from them again was actually at the time a trash collector that I had at the time. And mm. it was a pretty poor service in general, but one time I decided I want to get basically like a larger general waste bin. Yeah. So I asked, you know, could I get that? And they were like, that's fine. Just leave out your current one and we'll swap it over when we come to collect the trash. So I was like, great. So then on the day that uh, they came to collect the trash, they actually took my recycling bin (laughs) instead uh, (laughs) and left me the big, the new bin. So now I had two kind of general waste bins. And uh, it it was just, it was like a comedy of errors. When I basically told them the, the mistake they'd made, they're like, no problem, we'll pick it up again, we'll do the swap again. But when they came back, they just left me another general trash bin again. They didn't bring my recycling. And oh, no. on, it, it basically, I can't t- begin to tell you the frustration that basically they made the same mistake four times by just taking the wrong bin or leaving, you know, leaving the wrong yeah. one or taking the wrong one. And and that kind of sent me over the edge in terms mm. I was like, I'd been putting up with bad service for, uh, yeah. you know, a little while. And then that just, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to switch to, you know, a new company. And I did. So painful, so painful. But like you see, I mean, you, that experience, you know, clouded everything that then went 
to finally you saying, this isn't the right company for me or the right service for me. Yeah. And so they lost that revenue because unfortunately there was a lot of challenges. Well, I hope you have good bins now and you got everything sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But it's funny. Isn't it funny? Like that was a couple of years ago and I remember it so vividly and I probably still, you know, tell that story to people, you know, to this yeah. very day. Yeah. The power of the experience clearly, like I said, has, has a bottom line impact to revenue. Yeah. 100%. Um, so then I, I suppose as support teams become like more revenue driven, do you think the lines between sales and support are blurring? Like, is there any mm. overlap there? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's always going to be critical for a support team to always be customer focused. And the revenue is just an output of it all right? The experience that you could have had that could have been so much better would have impacted and positively the revenue. And unfortunately it didn't, but I think it's interesting to think about that in a way of maybe in terms of overlap, for example, in technology, uh, for like support response times mm. often called like premier or priority support, you know, many customers value and are willing to pay for expedited levels of support because that application or solution is really mission critical to their business. <laughs> so every minute has a potential revenue impact for them. And so I think that's one way that's an easy kind of crossover, a direct revenue impact um, by a support team that can have in terms of that type of product and service offering. But as you know, it's all intertwined and uh, it, it is blurring, I think for sure. Yeah. So how do you like ensure the support sales and customer success orgs stay in sync at Intercom to provide customers like with a great experience and maximize revenue generation opportunities? Oh yeah, that's not easy. And I can tell you there's one word, communication, communication, <laughs> communication. <laughs> so really seeking to understand, you know, looking for opportunities, mm. ensuring that there's great visibility for like customer history through the tools and the systems, you know, really clear. I kind of use it like the analogy, like baton passing, like we're all in a uh, relay and like the customer's yeah. the baton in a way. And, and, and you can think about that in terms of processes and making sure that customers don't fall through the cracks or they get frustrated in the process. I think it's really, really important again, to have that customer mindset and ensuring that every step of the way, there's an opportunity to connect the teams together and have the right conversations at the right times. I'm just going to pause the podcast there for a second to tell you that the Intercom Customer Service Trends Report 2024 is out now. We asked 2,000 plus customer service teams across the globe how they are meeting the challenges and opportunities of 2024. In it, you'll see this year's top five customer service trends plus strategies to meet rising customer expectations. You can find the report at inter.com forward slash 2024 trends. Okay, back to today's episode. In your experience, how can customer support teams go about shifting the perception of support being seen as a cost center to the profit center it really is? I know, I know. It is a mind shift change. <laughs> and I think that support teams just don't have a front row seat. They actually play an active role in the customer experience and outcome. Because in my mind, they're the problem solvers, but they're also the influencers. Like really fostering that mindset shift, not just like, oh, well, I'm here to answer questions and or I'm here to like talk about things that are broken and fix them. But it's really cool to be like a detective, you know, yeah. searching not only for the resolution, but also identifying the opportunities along the way. You know, asking like, hmm, really understanding, okay, for uh, a solution like in technology, like, okay, well, what is the customer using today? What aren't they using? 
you know, thinking about the opportunity for seed planting, like, hey, have you checked out our latest, you know, kind of feature functionality or, or service or product? I see how you're using this. Can I make a suggestion? Or, or being a critical partner to really R&D to help us understand like how we can build better products. Because like I said, I think support is like in the coolest position of all because they're like right in the middle of the action. <laughs> they're, they're advocating for the customer, right? Back to R&D. Mm. But they're also in a position to promote the magic of the product and the solution. So they kind of get to be in sales, of course, without all the pressure of having a quota and <laughs> all the no fun stuff of sales. But uh, I think they're, yeah. they're just in a really a great, a great opportunity for us to evolve our thought process from, like you said, from the old cost center to the new, wow, potential revenue center. So what kind of metrics should support teams report on to prove to stakeholders how they're influencing the company's bottom line? Mm, mm, yeah, I mean, metrics are so important that we're tracking, you know, the success of, of the business and the success of the customer experience. There's obviously key metrics that most support organizations follow, like customer satisfaction or maybe churn. But I'm always thinking about what is within the customer support team's really true ability to control or influence, like a first response time or a total resolution time, you know, for a conversation, um, ticket volumes, ticket backlog, some of those basic things. But this is where it could get interesting. What if support started looking at things really through the lens of LTV that actually stands for lifetime value. Yeah. It's often used as like a marketing or a finance metric, but support has a huge influence on that in my opinion, because that customer lifetime value is the total worth to a business of a customer over the whole period of the relationship. And it's a really important, important metric as costs, it costs less to keep existing customers than it does to actually acquire new ones. <laughs> so if you think about the increasing value of keeping those existing customers happy, that right there is a great way to drive long-term growth. Well, th that brings up the question of what tools do the support team use at Intercom to increase customer loyalty and retention and to measure success? <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect question for me, Leanne, because, you know, as the saying goes, we like to drink our own champagne. <laughs> we actually use Intercom as our primary support tool. <laughs> so I'll save you the Intercom sales pitch today. Uh, but it's, you know, an incredible tool and platform, as you know, that really makes a huge impact on, on all of the areas in, in customer satisfaction. <laughs> Good answer. So looking ahead to the next year, what do you think the future of customer communications will look like? Oh my gosh. Well, who would have thought we'd still be here today? Mm. Uh, the last year and a half of how things have changed to really just see technology is just accelerating all of around us, right? Because especially in light of these current times, we're, we're really limited, as you know, in our ability to connect face-to-face -face like we used to. You know, now more than ever, yeah. people are, we're just craving that personal connection and service. And, you know, it's interesting because I think that when you look at the current state of customer communications, in many instances, it's really outdated, right? And it's, it's not as yeah. effective. And I think business mass, like think about messaging their customers. So it's not really tailored, you know, to their, that customer maybe interest or desire. They're frustrated when the engagement is low, but of course, a generic message isn't going to necessarily resonate with anyone. And then on the other side, when a customer needs support, 
they're either cut off, they have to repeat themselves multiple times, they have to wait on hold, or they send an email out to what feels like can be a black hole sometimes. And I think what's cool is that the internet has allowed businesses to scale in ways that were unheard of in years past. Mm. But also the magic is making that personal one-to-one relationship with every single customer. And that's what I love. That's why I get so excited about Intercom. (laughs) Because I mean, we think that modern customer communication should be easy and efficient, just like it is in real life, Uh, but better and more powerful. Because as I know, you know, we think that it's possible to duplicate the efficiency and use real life conversations with technology. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything that we do at Intercom is just around the conversation and mirroring the way that customers interact, having businesses be able to support and engage their customers on one platform, making that customer journey. We talked about that very beginning, the most important thing. And in the end, you know what the one word is? I talked about communication. Um, that's important. But mm. in the end, that customer relationship, it's built on a two way street and it's all about trust, trust, because I think the days of customers, you know, Tuning out messages from the brands that they've chosen to hear from are numbered. You know, customers are not yeah. going to continue to accept the feeling of dread. It's like, oh, I have to contact a business. <laughs> this is going to be so hard. It's really going to be the businesses that are adapting and growing the expectation of customers that are going to succeed and thrive. So the future, the vision that we have is one where customers feel known, understood. The businesses that they communicate is really providing that connection. And in this future, when businesses reach out to their customers, those interactions are going to be personalized. They're going to be relevant. They're going to take into account the history of the relationship. You're going to actually know me, uh, Liam, and uh, it's going to be fun that way because it's going to be so much better. And that is really the way of the future. I think it's next generation of business to customer communications brought to you by Intercom. <laughs> that's your your cinema trailer voice. <laughs> that, that's totally true. And it, it just brings me back to that book publisher. You know, again, the experience I had with them and, and the interaction I had with them is, you know, really ties into that. So just before we wrap up, where can people follow you online? Yeah, LinkedIn's the best way. But, you know, I mean, at Intercom, there's just so many great channels. We have like our podcast channel and our blog channel, and we've got so many things. So definitely follow Intercom. And if you want to follow me directly. Uh, LinkedIn's the best way. Brilliant. Well, Leandro, really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us today. Uh, thanks so much. So much fun. Thank you, Liam. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Leandra Fishman. If you did, we'd love you to give us a review. It helps like-minded people find their way to our content. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We do hope you'll join us. This is Inside Intercom.